Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL, and on your internet dial at KISLAvalon.com. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more... On everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll hear about some Nellies and some Juniors. We'll find out what's up in the sky, besides a bird, a plane, and Superman, that is. We'll pop some corks and celebrate the birthday of the state of Oregon. Nellie was a popular name for girls, so back in the gay 90s, but had a resurgence a few years ago. I didn't know, but besides being a given name in and of itself, Nellie is also apparently a nickname derived from the names Helen, Ellen, Petronella, Danielle, Eleanor, and Cornelia. Now, my dear stepmother's name is Cornelia, but she goes by Connie, and I can't imagine her as Nellie. There are a number of vintage songs written about Nellie, so many that we've had a couple of complete segments about her, but I have three more records about Nellies that haven't been played on the show before. Here's Nellie Cassman. Who's 
breakfast and a nice white bed, buttonholes and hay as well. On Nelly's little hat, there was a little bird. The little bird knew lots of things he did upon my word. And in his quiet way, he had a lot to say. As the longer sold along, I'll be your little honey, I will promise that. Said Nelly, as your older dreamy eyes. It's a shame to take a mommy, said the bird on Nelly's hat. Last night he said the same to Johnny Wise. Then to Nelly, Willie whispered every fondly kiss. I'll bet that you will never kiss like that. Well, he don't know Nelly like I do. Said the salty little bird on Nelly's hat. Autumn came along, love young dream all wrong, will went round to call. Servant with the grin said, she's not in, Nelly's gone away, that's all. So on Willie's heart was broke, his life seemed all in vain, until upon this avenue he met his Nell again, said he we meet once more, the keel of dream is off. But we can be real good friends. And I'll keep your present honey just for old time's sake. Said Nelly as she rolled her dreamy eyes. It's a shame to take a money, just the bird on Nelly's hat. Oh, Willie, Willie, when will you be wise? Well, but how about the diamond engagement ring? Of course, said Willie, you return me back. Well, you don't know Nelly like I do. Said the salty little bird on Nelly's that was the bird on Nellie's hat, sung by Helen Trix. But you knew that because announcer Edward Meeker told you so. What he didn't tell you is that it's from Edison Gold Molded Cylinder Record 9450 and was released in 1907, or that the bird on Nellie's hat was composed by Alfred Salmon and the words were penned by Arthur J. Lamb. On one edition of the sheet music, Nellie is pictured on the cover with the bird on her hat saying, You don't know Nellie like I do. Lamb and Salmon also wrote The Linger Longer Girl. Alfred Salmon wrote dozens of other songs, including Blame It on the Waltz, and he'll be having his very own segment on the May 10th show. The bird on Nellie's hat was written for the show The Earl and the Girl. Its run at the Casino Theater in New York spanned from November 4, 1905, until March 10, 1906. The song was revived in Eugene O'Neill's 1933 play, A Wilderness, a comedy of recollection. I'd tell you more about Helen Tricks now, but I'm going to save it for her birthday segment on the April 19th show. The only other time I've played Nellie Kelly, I Love You was over ten years ago by Joseph Samuel's orchestra. This time we heard it by the Alexander Brothers Xylophone Band, which, as you might guess, was a pseudonym for the Green Brothers novelty band on the Perfect label. Perfect 14053 was waxed September 7, 1922. Nellie Kelly, I Love You was written by George M. Cohan for his two-act musical, Little Nellie Kelly, which opened at the Liberty Theater on November 13, 1922 and ran for 276 performances. Nellie Kassman, one of the greatest stars of the Yiddish musical stage, started things off with her slightly suggestive piece, Nellie, Thu es nach Amol, which translates as Nellie, Do It Again. 
That's from Columbia 8083, recorded in September of 1925, and surprisingly, the orchestra was directed by Leroy Shield. Now, if you're like me, when you think of Leroy Shield, you think of him in Hollywood, working for Hal Roach, composing, conducting, and recording scores for the films of Laurel and Hardy and Our Gang. But from 1923 to 1931, Shield provided accompaniment for hundreds of Victor's Yiddish and cantorial recording sessions. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last weekend, we were at Old Town Music Hall for a screening of the 1943 MGM musical Cabin in the Sky starring Ethel Waters, Eddie Rochester Anderson, and Lena Horne. Here's the title song from Cabin in the Sky, along with some songs about some other things up in the sky, other than Superman. In this cloudy sky overhead now, there's no guiding star I can see And I would be lost by each wild tempest tossed If I didn't know of a place we two can go There's a little cabin in the sky Mister, for me and for you I feel that it's true somehow Can't you see that cabin in the sky Mister, an acorn or two Of heavenly blue to plow We will be oh so gay Eat fried chicken every day As the angels go sailing by That is why my heart is flying high Mister, cause I know we'll have a cabin in the sky In the sky, mister Can't you see that cabin In the sky, Every day as the angels go sailing by. That is why my heart is flying high. Mr. Call 
when up you and I build a little playground up in the sky. What a lot of sunshine there'll be by and by in a little playground up in the sky. After there'll be joy and laughter, playtime, morning, night, and noon. High up on the housetop, only you and I in a little playground up in the sky. Far away, 
will find that long lost gold mine some sweet day. And we'll say hello to friends who said goodbye. When we find that long lost gold mine in the sky. Not Hank Henry the actor, known for Pal Joey in 1957, but Hank Henry and his orchestra with Roland McKellar providing the vocal refrain on There's a Gold Mine in the Sky, written by brothers Charles Kenny and Nick Kenny. That recording is from September 30, 1937, and the label of Conqueror 8938 credits Hank Henry, parentheses, be a genie, close parentheses. That's because this Hank Henry is actually Henry Biagini, born in San Martino, Italy, on October 15, 1898. He arrived with his family in New York on December 16, 1907, and on February 4, 1920, married Wanda Hosek, with whom he had a daughter, Dolores. He directed Gene Goldkett's Casaloma Orchestra in 1929 and the Glenn Gray Orchestra for most of the 1930s. He recorded four sides for Decca on December 2, 1936, as the Henry Biagini Orchestra, but they were all rejected. But the one session in 1937 listed in Rust as the Hank Henry Orchestra resulted in four issued sides. Henry Biagini died May 14, 1944, in Michigan. Before that, from Harmony 529, recorded October 14, 1927, Lou Gold and his orchestra with Irving Kaufman vocalizing on Playground in the Sky with Playground hyphenated, written by Eddie Dowling and James F. Hanley. Ethel Waters started things off with Cabin in the Sky, recorded November 7, 1940, and issued on the Liberty Music Shop label. This 1940 Cabin in the Sky is from the film version of the Broadway play Cabin in the Sky and was written by John Latouche and Vernon Duke, and is not to be confused with the 1936 Cabin in the Sky, written by Joe Burke and Edgar Leslie, which refers to the interior of an airliner in the sky. That's quite different. The orchestra was conducted by Max Meth, the musical director for more than 25 Broadway shows, including the Ziegfeld Follies, and who also led his own orchestra called the Meth Symphonette at New York's Town Hall. One of the characters in Cabin in the Sky is Lucifer Jr., played by Rex Ingram. Yep, you're way ahead of me. This segment is all about juniors. Here's Billy Merrill. Thank you. 
like her, he looks like me, he's everything, we'd like him to be that Junior, we call him Junior. He's like a king within our home, his cradle makes a beautiful throne for Junior, we call him Junior. What could be sweeter at sundown than two baby eyes of blue? Waiting to greet me at sundown when my busy day is through. So now we know what life is worth. Our home is like a heaven on earth with Junior. Our Junior.
Jimmy Lunsford and his orchestra, May 29, 1935, with Rhapsody Jr., written by Duke Ellington as a piano solo, and arranged for the orchestra by Eddie Durham, who played trombone and guitar, and Edwin Wilcox, pianist in the band. That was issued on Decca 639 here in the States, but also on Brunswick in England and France. Before Jimmy Lunsford, it was Ben Selvin and his orchestra with Smith Ballou providing the vocal on Junior, words and music by Walter Donaldson. Columbia 1875 was recorded in New York on June 13, 1929. We started off with England's king of novelty and syncopated piano compositions, Billy Merrill, and the first of his three syncopated rambles, The Junior Apprentice, the others being Printer's Devil, and 6 a.m., The Milkman. That was recorded at Abbey Road in London on September 14, 1933, and issued as one of eight tunes on Columbia DB1239, collectively titled Billy Merrill's Own Selection, Parts 1 and 2. Billy Merrill's birthday is May 31st, and you can look forward to hearing a whole segment dedicated to him. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. The Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks is an American fraternal order whose purpose is to practice charity, justice, brotherly love, and faithfulness, and their activities include national charity programs, veteran services, youth programs, and Americanism. The order, however, was not always known by its current name. It was founded in 1868 in New York City by Charles Vivian, as a social club for minstrel show performers called the Jolly Corks, and their purpose at the time was to circumvent New York City laws governing the hours that taverns could be open. Sounds like a worthy cause to me. And, of course, I'm reminded of the W.C. Fields line, uh, Some scoundrel took the cork out of my lunch. So, for all of you Elks and everyone else out there, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about corks beginning with Dick Robertson, who's going to pop the cork. Dance 
Drown all your trouble and take a chance. Red hot and bubbling, it's the talk of New York. The dance hall popping the car.
with Pola Cork out of Erin, Let the River Shannon Flow. Fred Fisher wrote the music, and the words were written by Addison Burkhart, who also brought us Kalamazoo is No Place for You. He was active mainly in the knots and teens, and I'll try to put together a birthday segment for him on the August 16th show. Joseph Pasternak conducted the orchestra on that April 7, 1917 Victor recording issued under catalog number 45123. Before Nora Bays, it was Andy Kirk and his Twelve Clouds of Joy with Corky Stomp, an Andy Kirk composition arranged by Mary Lou Williams, who was one of the Twelve Clouds of Joy playing piano. That's from English Columbia 1211, recorded November 11, 1929. Dick Robertson got things started by Poppin' the Cork on February 8, 1934. Bluebird 5367 credits Mike Doty and his orchestra, a pseudonym for Dick Robertson. James F. Hanley wrote the music and Benny Davis the words. Poppin' the Cork is from the 1933 short of the same name, Milton Berle's attempt at a college comedy, where it's sung by Mary Cole. This is KISLFM 88.7 Avalon, and you're listening to Glenn Robison's Rapidly Rotating Records, toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s.
Last week, Valentine's Day, February 14th, marked Oregon's admission to the Union in 1859 as the 33rd state. Some fun facts about Oregon. At nearly 2,000 feet, it's home to the deepest lake in America, Crater Lake. When it was listed in the Guinness Book of Records as the shortest river in the world, Oregon's D River didn't even have a name and was referred to simply as the shortest river in the world at 121 feet. Japan's Mount Fuji is the world's most climbed mountain, but Mount Hood is second. Oregon's is the only state flag which has a different design on the obverse and the reverse. State seal on one side, golden beaver on the other. Think the Grand Canyon is the deepest river gorge in North America? You've got another think coming. The Snake River is 7,993 feet below the rim of Hell's Canyon. The Oregon Trail was a 2,200-mile-long route from Independence, Missouri to Oregon City, used by hundreds of thousands of American pioneers in the mid-1800s to emigrate west. It was so famous that there are not one but two songs about it in this set of rapidly rotating records about Oregon.
across the prairie, rolling onward through the storm and gale. For the land of dreams turns the old ox team down the Oregon Trail. Through the night the Lord is in the saddle, riding her beneath the moon so fair. Watching o'er each stray till the break of day Down the Oregon Trail There'll be apples on each branch in Oregon There'll be valleys filled with golden grain Golden grain There'll be cattle on each ranch in Oregon Oregon For there'll be plenty sun and rain Hurry up, old pioneer, keep moving your faithful little band must never fail. Cross the great divide, side by side we'll ride down the Oregon Trail. Down the Oregon Back 
party broke the party up and dismissed the ring. Said your bill affair would give a bull a scare. I want to eat, but I repeat, I don't want to buy the place. And Mary Ann was sitting there with crutches on her face. She said, I'll have a little steak, that's all I want right now. And pattern what it cost for steak. Why, I could buy a cow. in 1916, people were complaining about how expensive it was to live in New York City. Pat McCarty left his farm in Oregon for the Big Apple and soon was on his way back. That was the Peerless Quartet, tenors Albert Campbell and Henry Burr, baritone Arthur Collins and bass John H. Meyer, with Aragon, I'm Gonna Go Back to Oregon. Bert Grant wrote the music with the words by Sam M. Lewis and Joe Young. They made three attempts on April 3, 1916, and gave up, but got it right on Take 5 on April 27th, issued as Victor 18046. The orchestra was conducted by Walter B. Rogers, who conducted Sousa's band for many of its recordings. It was a pretty popular song, also recorded by Marguerite Farrell, Billy Murray, and the Victor Military Band. Before that, another quartet, Jimmy Miller, Chick Smith, Jack Parfitt and Don Binney sang the Oregon Trail on August 8, 1935. They were accompanied by the former Ennis Parks, Mrs. Jack Hilton and her band. The Oregon Trail was written by Billy Hill and Peter DeRose. We started off that Oregon set with the Golden Gate Orchestra, who were on the Oregon Trail on April 2, 1925. The Golden Gate Orchestra was the pseudonym used by the California Ramblers on Edison, and that was catalog number 51538. On the Oregon Trail was written by Edward Sedgwick and Henry R. Cohen. Edward Sedgwick also wrote, You Told Me to Go, and it's a safe bet you're going to hear that next week. Ah, but by whom? I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>